So if a guy can really get clear about what he wants, his pursuit, what he's looking for, what he's on, that's a really powerful thing. And so I think your singleness period is really the the period that almost like any other, almost like no other period, guys should focus on getting clarity of thought because from that flows a clarity of pursuit, right? You don't have a sense of, okay, I know, when I'm, I'm, I know when I'm, where I'm going so I can move with full speed ahead. And there's a number of ways to kind of ascertain what that is, you know, spiritual means, community, mentors, you know, disciples and stuff like that, fathers. Um, but, but that's why I find today, when I speak to guys and I, I, and I try to you know, work out what's in their head, yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of stuff. And I think um, men need vision. Proverbs 23 makes it clear, 29, one of them. That without vision, people perish. You're listening to Journey to Fatherhood, a podcast that inspires and equips men to becoming more intentional and feeling more supported on the journey to fatherhood. Why wait to become a father before learning how to be a good one? My name is Chinidim Wenaya, a young man also on his journey with a desire to help men become great fathers despite their past personal experiences. I'll be sitting with different guests to bring you great value, sharing their knowledge and their experiences as we all embark on this amazing journey. This podcast, though targeted towards men, ladies, you will also gain great value from the conversations. Now, without further ado, let the journey begin. Welcome to Journey to Fatherhood podcast. Today, I think it's one of the days where I'm actually very, very excited for the speaker we have. MT and I is known by MT Omani, and we've known each other for quite a long number of years. And But recently, we started talking more frequently, and it's been interesting the journey we found ourselves taking together. And he's been a wonderful inspiration to me in terms of how he leads and how he lives. And that's why today's podcast, we're talking about leadership, and the role men have to play in terms of leadership as well as being men of their own. With that being said, I just wanted, there's a really free question that I always ask my speakers. And I want to ask you these questions. So it's very random. First thing, what's your favorite color? Next thing, what were you doing at the age of 17? And last but not the least, what do you do in your spare time? You can answer that in any order. <laughs> I know it's very right. random, but it'll make sense. Yeah, they are random, but they're cool, man. They're cool. Um, Lovely to be on this podcast, man. I just, oh, oh, uh, I, it's always a pleasure to just join people um, on their platforms. So, you know, hello to all your listeners, and and, and I'm sure that you know, I'm, I'm sure they will welcome me. Um, favorite color, probably yellow. So when I was growing up, um, I was in Yellow House in Nigeria. So I say yellow is like my favorite color to look at, um, and a lot of the brands that I work with or, or, or products I've done. Yellow is often the accent color because I just love it. So it's always there. But in terms of like how I live my life and stuff, black. I literally only wear black. That's all I wear. Um, sad. I mean, you're wearing yellow now. but That's what know, I was about I to say. I was thinking, okay. It wasn't planned, guys. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I'm a black guy. Well, I'm a black guy. But I'm also a guy who likes black. <laughs> um, what was the second question? What I was doing when I was 17? I do not remember if I'm honest with you. 17 would be what year 12? Year 13? Yeah, mid between year 12 and year 13. Yeah. So I'd have been in, yeah, I've been in I'd have been in year 12 and year 13. And I, I guess at that time I was I was a member of youth parliament in year 12. So I was representing Greenwich, the Greenwich Borough in this kind of parliament thing. 
and in yes come again that's when you had your mini afro right yeah i had an afro yeah no, no, no need to bring that up, you know. I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm happy to talk about that. And uh, yeah, that's what I was doing. I think year 13, I started working for, um, so I was a UK young ambassador to the European Union, yeah. I think at 18, something like that. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's what I was doing, just just chilling. Okay. And what I like to do in my spare time, um, n- nothing out of the ordinary, like, you know, watching Netflix, going for walks, um, I read in, you know, nothing crazy. I have no kind of crazy pastime. Just that's it. No, but definitely, guys, if you follow, if you follow MT you, on his Instagram, you see his morning wakes. You know, he's always starting with sweating, and you know, <laughs> one day is it push-ups or running? Which one is it? It's always a mixture, isn't it? It's just important to like. I think I think it's really important to break a sweat um, in the morning. It, it's I just find it before I start a week my weeks are always a bit random um i don't have like one job so that so there's not one thing i do there's just so many random things so i just find yeah like i need a workout in the morning man just to kind of you know, get your mind right get you focused you know again nothing out of the ordinary i think most people can, can probably appreciate that it's just it's just nice to kind of have a, something to hone your focus at the beginning of the of the week so that's me that's what i do i like that and going off of that in terms of focus and honing your focus we've talked back and forth in terms of time management and guys, yeah. make sure you go to empty money uh, money on his Instagram, and I'm gonna put in the sub in the sub in comments. But one thing you you have your weekly blogs every week. You have those blogs. Yeah. Newsletters go out, and I think I talked to you about the morning routine in yeah. terms of waking up early. So I don't want to be the one to say. It. So give us a rough idea. Give the listeners the idea what time you wake up and what your um look like. <laughs> So I only wake up a, a few hours, probably earlier than kind of the average wake up time. The average wake up time in the UK is something like 6.30. That's where most people wake up because um, they've got to get ready, get to work, so on and so forth. So I, I'm up at 4.30 and that just gives me a bit more time, right, in the day to get stuff done. So I, I'm up at 4.30 and just so we're clear, you know, the, the reason I started doing it initially was because... Now I would watch these videos by, you know, all these entrepreneurs that are like, you know, I wake up at 4.30, 3.30. So I thought, okay, I want to be successful. That, that sounds like, a... so I remember waking up and I said, I think I said it in the, in the, in the uh, newsletter you're, you're talking about. I woke up, but I didn't have anything to do. So I was up at 4.30 and I was just looking around like, <laughs> you know, what's, what's the point? Yeah, I read that. Yeah. Whereas now, if I'm honest with you, uh, I'm like, there's just there's too much on. Like, like I, I have to wake up at 4:30 because it, it means before nine, where lots of inbound emails start coming in, people start messaging. I, you know, I've had like five, well, four four hours and thirty minutes of work. You know, or, or at least four hours of, you know, I've gymmed, I've organized my day, I've had some time to be mindful and to be to be present. Um, I'm doing. I'm spending quite a few plates right now, so I just find I have to have that quiet time before the day starts. Otherwise, it it, it gets messy, man. Because 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 the thing is, what's hardest for me, I think, right now is 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 context switching. So I can be working on like you know the news network that that I look after, and I'm reading articles, I'm organizing stuff, and then I switch, and then I'm I'm like like um. Maybe I'm like speaking to a potential high net worth funder for our oh, God-given mission, another charity I look after. And then I have to context switch again to work on my personal projects and context switch to start designing websites. And con- so that takes a lot mentally to context switch, context switch. And so 
for me, that little period in the start of the day just kind of gives me all the all the necessary mindfulness I need to be able to do that kind of successfully without burning out. And I like the way you paired that in because the reason why I brought that up is because I, I, we had a conversation early last week or early last week or two weeks ago where I was talking to you about yeah. with a podcast, we focus on helping the question that started a podcast last year is why wait to become a father before learning how to be a good father? And the reason mm. why this question was in my mind, because I found that a lot of men, unfortunately, we see many families where the men haven't really quite figured out themselves or even figured out what it means to be a father, let alone a husband. And it tends to crumble yeah. or not go right. And one of the questions, I don't mind sharing it here. One of the questions I was asking in terms of how are you able to stay so driven, so effective and so productive whilst managing things and still maintaining life and all these other things. And you gave me some personal answers, which was very important to me. And it kind of aligned, aligned around the idea of purpose, having a purpose. Yeah. And of course, in terms of also being connected and actually listen to what God is saying to you. And for me, those are the very foundations. And we've had a lot of people that have messaged after podcast shows and say, um, well, what do you, this podcast doesn't really relate to me because I'm not in a relationship. I'm not married and all of that. And the question I talk to them about is that the idea is building yourself continuously. You don't start building yourself when you're in a relationship or when you're married. Yeah. And with that, I wanted to turn that around. And the question I wanted to um, pose to you is that how do you advise? Because what we found that commitment is a, is a big factor in terms of any person's growth. And whilst everyone, maybe not everyone's cut out to do what you're doing in terms of not maybe not everyone has the same drive to do what you're doing, but you have a reason and something that pushes you. And with that, that also yeah. comes along with waking up early and doing all the things that you need to do. In terms of switching mentally, how are you able to, I know there's no one way of doing it, but for those that are listening right now that are saying to themselves, well, maybe the reason why I'm feeling like I need to be in a relationship or need to be doing this and be married or whatnot, maybe because I don't have a lot doing. How do you answer that or help them kind of realize that? Because I think a lot of it is, yeah. I think a lot of times I don't necessarily need to be <laughs> I'm being serious. So, Sorry, are you suggesting like folks get married because they, they have nothing to do? See, you know, now, now let me read it back. I'm saying the conversations I've had, remember I said a lot okay. of conversations I've had. Where Social people friends. Like, that's, that's... People I know. People I know. People I know. <laughs> so that being said, um, I, yeah. What do you say to that? That's funny. Um, I hope that isn't the case. You're probably right because the divorce rates in the UK is now, I think it's 52% now. And it skyrocketed during lockdown because a lot of people just realized that, you know what? We're not for each other, quote unquote. And, and it's because um, for me, and I learned this from my parents because I'm not married. You know, they, 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 you know, my mom's often said like, like you know, purpose purpose really out, outlasts that temporary transient feeling you have for your spouse, which is obviously temporary. Not, not to say that it will disappear forever, but it comes and goes as it's spasmodic in nature. You know, there's times where you love people and then you can't stand them, right? And so if you have kind of a meta arc of your relationship, which is the purpose of it, that sometimes can sustain all the, you know, problems and rocky bits and bobs you have. I do want to challenge something, actually, that was said just not too long ago. As it pertains to fatherhood, yeah. if, you, if you look at fatherhood solely through the prism of being a biological dad, 
you're 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 stripping fatherhood in a way that the Bible doesn't do so. Um, you know, that, that that's just just not how fatherhood is depicted in scriptures. It's not just about being a biological dad. That that would be a very reductive way to look at the 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 the, the role. Not only do you have adopted adoptive fathers, mm. but the whole poor, the whole idea of mentorship or discipleship in the Bible is all about it's all about people taking responsibility. You know, by virtue of living, God gives us all a hand, doesn't He? He gives us like like a game of blackjack. He gives us all a hand, and you can spend your whole life going, "I'm just going to deal with the hand He's given me," or you can live your life. Uh, you can live a much bigger life where you take on other people's stuff, right? And so and so, you're not just you're not just taking responsibility for yourself. That's what you do first. But naturally, there's, there's a near functional overspill where, where you start to take responsibility for other people. And you look in the Bible, you know, Jethro fathered Moses, even though they weren't biological fathers. Yeah. Moses did the same thing for Joshua. Joshua did the same thing for the early leaders in Israel before they, they, before they crossed into the promised land. You go into, in, in, into the New Testament, you see Jesus playing a fatherly role to his disciples who later on become apostles and then play fatherly roles to you know, you look at Paul and Timothy, you look at, uh, you know, uh, him and Titus. I mean, there's, there's so many different people that you see in the Bible, this, this kind of pathology of people taking ownership of other people, discipling them, helping them learn, you know, different things. You know, Paul says to the early church leaders, you know, imitate me as I imitate Christ, you know, putting himself in a kind of fatherly role there too. So, you know, people are like, oh, I'm going to have my own stand. Well, hold on a minute. What about the younger guys around you or folks in your community? Like, like where's your fatherly heart towards their development? And I just think if we do that, then we branch out the term father and we don't make it simply about getting married, having kids and then having a son or, or, or a daughter. It's like, you know, it's bigger than that. It's taking responsibility for the world around you and ensuring you do something about, quite frank, quite, you know, quite frankly, the malevolence and destruction that quite you know, right now you know grips the, the world around us i completely agree with that and for me what i found is that that approach is a more it's a fulfilling approach to have because i think a lot of people fantasize the idea of being fathers oh my kid i'm gonna go play football you know i'm gonna take him football he's gonna go play for chelsea definitely chelsea another team but we're gonna play for chelsea gonna play for this basketball team or those ideas of father-son ideas and that's amazing and that's good and all of that. And the reason why I'm really happy you brought that up was that when I was working in secondary school, um, I was working mm. when I was working in the education sector, mentoring some of the young kids that mentoring some of the young boys that I mentor, I still talk to them now. There is that sense of, wow, this is someone I'm actually helping someone, not just for the whole idea of it's doing me good, but you can see the growth in them and it's causing you to grow because there's that level of accountability. And in terms of leadership. For me, it, it's it's amazing to see how when you don't need to be a quote-unquote leader to actually help guide people in the right direction. And then it brings the question, okay, now we can talk about friends and people's circles, yeah? So for those listening right now, a lot of the questions we've had, a lot of the areas that we touched upon in previous episodes where it's men don't feel, a lot of, a lot of guys don't feel comfortable talking about how they feel to other guys. Yeah. So they feel the need that to, ex to express that or to really talk about their feelings, they need to be in a relationship. That's really where I was coming from there. Because I've had, mm. I've had some people say, I can't really talk to you guys about There's some things I can talk to you about, but I can't talk to you guys about it. But they'd rather be more vulnerable to the other gender because they feel like, yeah, this is the right context. 
But in terms of friendship and leadership, how do you really tackle that to get them to realize you can still be open to your friends? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I'm not going to pontificate about how I help other people because I think it's really a question I need to tackle. You know, how I... um, Because... like as guys, you know, when God gave us dominion, so to speak, um, and really that just means stewardship, like early in Genesis, when, when God gave Adam, you know, the task of naming the, the birds in the, in the air and the beasts, beasts on the ground, you know, God gave men this kind of sense of power and pride and pride, pride, you know, the, the, there's a small letter pride, which isn't a bad thing. That's, that's feeling a sense of passion and exousia over what you do and over what's yours. And there's a capital of pride, which is like self-sufficiency and self-dependency. You know, uh, you know, if you spell pride, it's P-R-I-D-E, it's I in the middle, right? So when we are the, when we are the center of our own lives and we're kind of always, always inward looking, that's a problem. So I think, I think really folks just confuse those two prides, right? And, and th- there was a sense in which as guys, we can have that kind of self-dependency thing of, I don't need anybody. I'll do it by myself. I'll be okay. Mm. And of course, I think, you know, I don't know how Christian you want me to get, but I think really it's a ploy by the devil, <laughs> you know, to, yeah. to, to, to get us isolated. Because when we're alone, we're just more vulnerable, mm. right? So, so when we withdraw from community, we're just vulnerable. And, and when, when it comes to what we're feeling, what we're going through, the best way, and, and it's, it's the reason why I think God speaks so often about community and, and koinonia and being together, and he describes the church as a community, the called out ones is what ecclesia means. You know, people just, I just need to realize, and people equally just need to realize that you're just stronger together. You know, you know I, love, I love the depiction given in 1 Corinthians 13 or 12 even, when we learn about the body, and, you know, and God says there's, you know, there's lots of different members of the body, but the body comes together, you know, and, and each one supports one, as it were. I think people just need to think about that a bit more. And if they do that, I think then they may start to see that the importance of, of, of kind of getting deep. You know, I always find that with friendships as well, especially male, male friendships, it always takes one person to kind of set the tone and say like, yo guys, we're talking about this stuff now, or we need to talk about this, or we need to, it takes, someone has to take initiative, I find, Um, because there are a lot of guys whose conversations are very shallow, and you know, I I say all the time, guys like speaking side by side, you know, looking out into the air, they don't like looking at each other and speaking face to face, and so we need to have more conversations where guys don't speak, you know, next to each other, but they look at each other and speak directly to each other, Um, and it can be intimidating, it can feel you know, uh, uh, um, uncomfortable, but people just need to realize that uh, the the discomfort is a small price to pay if it means what you get at the end is genuine, authentic, you know, brotherhood, right? The kind of brotherhood where where you fall, six people catch you. The kind of brotherhood where people, where you can make your mistakes in private with your friends who, who you know love you rather than publicly on Twitter or something, you know? We need more relationships like that. And I guess it just starts with, with someone taking initiative and saying, I'm, I'm going to break the cycle of the shallowness in this, in this kind of friendship group. We're going to get deeper. We're going to get open. We're going to get transparent. I'm going to start first. I'm going to get transparent first. And by doing that, I'm going to start a chain of transparency in my friends. I like that. I just had a look and it's um, 1 Corinthians 12 verse 12. 
but I definitely recommend yeah. you guys read the whole book, the whole chapter. First the whole current things is great. Whole Korean <laughs> and it's it's amazing where the way I, I like the fact that you talked about the brotherhood, and you also earlier on you talked about the um, Adam with his purpose. And I think a lot of times, what I personally experienced, and I've told told you about this, sometimes I find myself I want to do so much, and I think this mm. is where the pride, the the form, the latter pride you were talking about, where trying to be self sufficient. I want to do so much, but sometimes I feel like no, I need to be settled before I start doing this because I need a helpmate or whatnot. But I really like what the conversation we had last week because it strengthened me and it encouraged me. And for those that are listening now, to get more context to that, that message he sent to me was private for me. But I definitely want you to go to OGGS. I thought you were going to say, I'm going to upload it tomorrow. I was going to be like, whoa, whoa, slow down, buster. Nah, it's, it's a word <laughs> for me. But definitely go to OGGM. It's our God-given mission on YouTube. Check the on the table. And you see the episode, the podcast episode they talked about in terms of singleness. And for the guys listening, as well as we, I know we have a lot of female <laughs> listeners as well. Oh, is that you? Come on, mate. <laughs> to my lady, to my ladies out there, I know you. Another lady. Ah, I love it. All friends at the end, but definitely. <laughs> no, honestly, um, MT, I'll, I'll be honest with you. And shout out to all, all the speakers, all the guests that were on the podcast that episode. I've listened to that three times now. Oh and... my gosh. That's so good. I'm gonna share this. When, so is this gonna go? This is gonna go out online, is it? Yeah, it's gonna go out online. But when it goes out, let me know because I'll, I'll share it because I think they'll be very happy because a lot of folks work hard behind the scenes, you know, with, yeah. with that thing. So I, I will, um, I will share it with them. I'm sure they would be, they would love to hear this. But that's I love that, man. I'll definitely message them privately as well. I think for me, I was listening to it because, you know, when, <laughs> I guess the thing about it is for me, you know, we're called to be leaders in our ways of life and sometimes mm. i often take that as in leading where it's like okay just do everything right now and then tell them how you did it yeah as opposed to tell open up to people where this is this is one of the reasons why i started this podcast because i felt a lot of men were struggling with trying to understand okay what does manhood mean what should i be doing now at this stage of my life whilst i'm aspiring to be a father and i found myself a lot of times where i have so many ideas I have so many things I want to do. However, because I think about so much, I then feel it gets to me because I'm like, well, I can't do this enough. And yeah. it's, it's times like that, that I have, really have to dig deep in the word and God's word. But read the Bible because sometimes, you know, we read the Bible as devotional. You can have that, but it's a constant re- It's said by the you, renewing of your mind. It's a Come constant on. renewal. I ain't trying to preach here, but this is what I'll say. <laughs> Come on. You know, you know, I, know, I know people are about to preach. We're going to start moving their hands like this. Some, something's about to, <laughs> yeah. about to unleash something. Go on, brother. Well, honestly, right on. Come on. Right on, brother. But it's, it's, it's so important because that whole self-sufficient thing drives people yeah. crazy. And what I had to get out of a year ago, yeah, coming up to a year ago, what I had to get out of was a, the mindset that, you know, no one's talking about their struggles. So surely they, they got it figured out. And a lot of guys find this thing where when they see, at least I used to think the same way, I'm going to be transparent right here. A year ago, a bit, two years ago, where I would always, the group I had, it seemed like everyone was okay. And no one really talked about their struggles. And it seemed like they were doing okay. Money was good and all of that. But one thing I tried, I started looking at similarities. All of them were in relationship. 
So I almost, <laughs> I then decided, okay, surely because they have someone they can talk to when they're feeling yeah. down, surely I need to get some. And I think a lot of people get into that mindset where they feel that the only person you can open up to or talk about your tough days, you know, the idea you're watching movies, I had a tough day, babe, this is what happened and all of that. But it's making it okay for guys to talk about it. I have a group of friends and still trying. I pray for them. And we're still trying to break through in terms of getting them Amen. To more constantly open to talking about these things and actually getting the help they need. Because there's two ways people can talk about it to yeah. the wrong people or not talk about it at all. And it can be really adverse in terms of the effect. But it's amazing to see that there are people that still understand the power in brotherhood, as you said. And it's something, listen, bro, I love you, man. Yeah. I love the way you've been able to... MT, MT, MT is the guy, man. And I know you'd probably be blushing now if you, if you had that. <laughs> you're very kind. <laughs> you're, you're very kind. But, it, you know, I, yeah. It's so important. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, I'll tell you this even off camera, but it's, it's so important to have that brotherhood because I think that way you don't seek validation elsewhere. Yeah. Or you understand what you're going through, how you're going through, you feel comfortable with people around you to deal with that. So with that being said, so we, talk, we talked about leadership, we talked about brotherhood, we talked about purpose. How, if you had to kind of summarize this in one way, what would be your advice to the male listeners right now that are in that phase of singleness or even in relationships that are trying to figure it out? Superb. The man them. Right, what would I say to guys? Um... Uh, gosh, one thing. I guess probably what I've been thinking about more, what, what I've been thinking about more recently is um, I think uh, probably the most powerful thing I think these days, um, in the, especially in the kind of information age we live in, is a uh, clarity of thought. Yeah. You know, having a real clarity of thought and knowing what you want and what you need to do and having a clear sense of here's what I need to be that's a powerful thing for a man to kind of have because in today's age we all have like six different things we kind of want to do and, and we have a foggy idea about this and this thing exists in this nebulous space and we have some 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 things written down on paper about this thing and it's all a bit like meh you know so if a guy can really get clear about what he wants his pursuit what he's looking for what he's on that's a really powerful thing. And so I think your singleness period is really the, the period that almost like any other, almost like no other period, guys should focus on getting clarity of thought because from that flows a clarity of pursuit, right? You don't have a sense of, okay, I know, when I'm, I'm, I know when I'm, where I'm going so I can move with full speed ahead. And there's a number of ways to kind of ascertain what that is, you know, spiritual means, community, mentors, you know, disciples and stuff like that, fathers. Um, but but that's why I find today when I speak to guys and I, I and I try to you know, work out what's in their head. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of stuff. And I think um, men need vision. Proverbs 23 makes it clear. 29, one of them. That without vision, people perish, but, 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 but happy, happy is he who keepeth the law. You know, it's very important to have a sense of here's where I'm going. And, and that clarity is something I hope every brother listening to goes on a journey to find. Definitely. I think that, listen, guys, these type of conversations, 
you can find it on our god-given mission the podcast <laughs> on the table listen it's a it's a it's a wonderful plug i don't even mind plugging it in every week but definitely check it out and also to get more to get to get to know mt more check him out on instagram at michael money on instagram and i'll be no it's not my oh my gosh so you've done it as well it's mike omani cs people people call me mike economics which is not my name people call me mike omanics i'm like guys it's cs what can i i just changed my name because it's happened so many times now that i just can't do it anymore the cs stands for stands for common sense the common sense which is the network that you run no 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 uh, no you know what I'm, I'm guessing it's you've okay. had these ones a lot, bro. Especially this week, because I've been meeting people like, "Oh, are you Mike? Oh, I'm a Nix. I'm like, "No, no I know no. your surname. I was simply saying the Instagram handle." I know, I know. To be fair, I'm. Uh, this is not directed at you. Yeah. This is me having enough of people calling me Mike <laughs> Economics and variations of that. But, bro, it's been a pleasure, man. Like, I, I, sorry, sorry, it's ending this way. I, I, I'm honored to be here, and I hope we can talk again and, and longer next time. Definitely. But thank you so much, and we'll definitely be catching up. Like I said, I'm going to check and put all the descriptions in the comment section. Make sure you get in touch with MT. Get to know him, because he's a great lad. Look at his teeth. Like my teeth are like <laughs> Glory to God. Thanks. Thanks for having me, bro. Absolutely, man. Have a blessed day, man. Talk soon. Alrighty. Alrighty.